0: Hi ho ho, it's me, Todd Howard, back at it again with a new episode of the Boy Time Podcast. And as always, I'm joined by Babby. Yep, just me. Just Babby. We, uh... We had some, some scheduling stuff happen this week, so Paul's not here. Um, this podcast is also a day later, so sorry about that, but that's just how just it take is take it as
1: sometimes. our observing of Juneteenth. We took the, the following day off.
0: That's right. That is right. We are going to dedicate this podcast to all of our black friends and um, solidarity, so I'm doing my part.
1: Yeah, I get a national holiday. It's crazy. I know. We solved racism, everybody. <laughs>
0: we fixed it. We <laughs> fixed it. Furniture stores are finally going to have something else to to make a That's sale true. over. That's true. And frankly, it, it should have been Juneteenth. I don't, I don't know any other holiday. Maybe Flag Day? We should get Maybe. Flag Day off.
1: It's very important. I think so. For reasons I don't want to explain because I I just don't I don't know.
0: I don't know anything about Flag
1: Day. I don't know what Flag Day is.
0: I don't know either. I I just know it's June 14th.
1: Yeah, I just know that.
0: Yes. Um we actually have a lot to talk about this week. Not only because it was a very packed week of stuff, but if you listened to our podcast last week, we had some audio issues. It was us us? Audio issues? What? Crazy. That never happens. Um, yeah, I actually have no idea how it happened. It, uh Just Babby and Paul's audio track last week for about half of the podcast was just gone. Uh, and then it just magically fixed itself. So... Great. About half of last week's podcast was usable. We were about a quarter of a way into our Wire Season 4 discussion. When uh you finally popped back in. Uh, so we won't be talking about The Wire Season 4. Because I feel like you probably got the gist of it in last week's episode. Short answer, we both really, really liked it. It was Best, our favorite season. Um, we've, I don't, well we watched one episode of The Wire Season 5. Uh, Taken a step back, but that's okay. Uh, in my I don't have opinion. kids in it. There's no kids in it. Well, there are kids in it. Um, Not as
1: prominent, though.
0: Not as prominent. And McNulty is back to his old shenanigans, and we're following him again. And it's like, that's why season four was so great, is that we (laughs) hardly (laughs) had to deal with them. Um, But we're one episode in. There's seven more to go. Um, Yeah, it was all just kind of setting stuff up. Uh, So we'll talk about it. I don't know if we'll talk about it next week. I don't know how it's going to work out. Probably not. We'll probably be one episode late or something like that. Um, But we will be talking about Barry Season 3 because we did watch that this week. Um, And then we'll be... uh, Stuff that we're covering from last week's. I'm going to just talk about the stuff from Summer Games Fest, which I thought was really exciting. So I will not be talking about Street Fighter 6 like I did last Uh. time. I will not be talking about all the space games. I thought Donkey's video on um, E3 was actually really funny. Because he, he said that like every single game is Dead Space, and that is true. Um, including the game made by Dead Space. And the Dead Space remake, and the Dead Space with Troy Baker and Roger Clark. That's cool. Yeah, there's a lot of space games. Uh, and Starfield. But that wasn't at Summer Games Fest. Um, I think the only thing that I really need to talk about from Summer Games Fest is the Last of Us stuff again. Um, that's how the whole thing ended. I th- I think the highlight of the show was the Last of Us stuff, and that really is not saying a whole lot because yeah. the only you got thing,
1: pre-images, <laughs> yeah,
0: the only thing we got was like a concept art from the multiplayer game, which is going to be its own thing. I think it started as like. Last of Us 2 DLC, and then it kind of expanded into its own thing. Uh, sounds like that we're going to be getting new more news about that next year. Um, in terms of stuff coming out recently, uh, there is going to be a Last of Us remake coming out on September 2nd on PS5, later, uh, trademarked, uh, coming to PC. So that's pretty cool. Um, They've been posting some side-by-sides over the last week, um, which I have enjoyed. Um, I think I had some doubts about a Last of Us remake because they already did a Last of Us remaster for the PS4, and it looks pretty good. Um, It's nothing like The Last of Us 2, and I think that's kind of what this remake is trying to make it a little bit closer to The Last of Us 2. Um, I mean, it's even called the last of us part one. So I mean,
1: now it makes, sense now
0: it makes sense. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I would recommend looking at the videos. I think the, the side-by-sides really kind of demonstrate, um, why this was, I don't know if it was needed, but it is nice. It's um, going to help with the TV it, show. It's going to help. But oh yeah. It's, it's nice going to have it in. on PC. Yes. Yes. PC gamers, uh, you're getting this and you're getting Spider-Man.
1: So, so there will there will be a new audience that will see yes. this game for the first time,
0: which is good. That is cool. Um, not loving that it's seventy dollars. No, that's a little weird. Uh, Eighty dollars if you want the deluxe version for a game that came out what over ten years ago now.
1: Almost, I think. Almost,
0: it was, maybe nine. I think that's I think it's what it's like I saw nine. That. I think it was twenty thirteen. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, very old game, $70. Um, I don't know. Naughty Dog does not have a history of remaking games. Is this going to be a Bluepoint game, or is this going to be a Rockstar remaster? I don't know. I hope not. Hard to say. (laughs) I would say, given Naughty Dog's track history, it would probably be leaning towards Bluepoint, but also Rockstar has a really really solid track history, especially recently with GTA 5 and Red Dead 2. So, who knows? Um, and then, I think, I didn't even talk about this last year, last week, but I'll talk about it now. Neil Druckmann did announce that he's working on a new project. Um, but but it, he can't tell you more. He, he said it's too early to announce. Huh. So they're probably still like in the early stages of, of pre-development. Um, but it is nice to hear that he's working on something.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: I almost hope it isn't Last of Us Three, just because. Yeah, of how I can wait
1: another ten years.
0: I, I think I, I think the general public needs some time because yeah, you know we we love Last of Us too. Yeah, um, I think it's
1: one of the best games.
0: I've yeah, for a very long time. But some people really hate it, and I think it's going to be one of those growers where. Yeah. Uh, kind of like Whole lot of Red where everyone hates it yeah. and then it kind of grows on people.
1: It's just like, you know, mid on impact for some reason. Yeah. And then you know, everybody grows to it.
0: Yeah, I think that's, I think Donkey said that in one of his reviews or if it was in one of his reviews or if it was the one where he was talking about comments with The Last of Us Two. But it's like people were making fun of him for saying it's good when it came out, but like, and, like, give it a couple years, and, like, you're going to be seen as crazy for not liking it. And I think mm-hmm. that's probably going to be true. I would think so. Because it yeah. is really good.
1: It's Donkey needs more appreciation for just absolute takedown videos, because he's a
0: menace. <laughs> he really is. Uh, when he wants to, like... When he
1: wants to go hard, he will go hard. hard.
0: Even though he's usually a funny, jokey man. Yeah. Um,
1: sometimes the gloves come off.
0: Sometimes. You know... I think he's one of the best. He's one of the best yeah. guys.
1: Dunkey saved me last year with his, uh, you know, his savior, comple- or his savior complex of the uh, Last of Us 2. Like, <laughs> or whenever that was.
0: Yeah. Like, finally. I mean, I was even a little. take. <laughs> I was a little wishy-washy when I played it because I really did not like playing as Abby the first mm-hmm. time. But then when I played it again uh, last year, I really enjoyed it. Like, it was a complete 1 AD where I was like, oh, I really like the Abbey sections, too. Yep. Um, it is just one of those. I think it's going
1: to... I think that is beneficial to the second playthrough because you know that you're going back to that spot eventually. It's not just yeah. like... Because the first time I played it, it's like, okay, is this like a small cut scene? And then it's yeah. like three hours later, you're like, this is not a small cutscene.
0: Yeah, you're literally playing through the entire game as the yeah. antagonist. And yeah. I think once you get that, then it kind right of makes sense. Space.
1: It, it improves it a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, it's definitely not straightforward. It's one of those, no. it's, it's, it, it's highly innovative, which means that it's going to have some backlash. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people just wanted last of us one again. Um, which I mean, I don't blame those people entirely because but they last can also get that great.
1: elsewhere. It's kind of a, a genre. It I'm is concerned.
0: a genre play God of War.
1: Yeah, play God of War.
0: That, that, that's pretty much Last of Us 1-2, unless, except they're both men. So really, gamers should like that more. Actually, yeah, gamers will be
1: more likely <laughs> to play God of War. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, so we got that new project. The show wrapped. Uh, I think we saw that. That was last week. I gave my prediction last week that the show's either going to come out, I think, in the winter or early 2023. Just ba- just right. based on how long it usually takes. Like I was kind of comparing Better Call Saul's when that wrapped and then when we eventually started seeing news and that was about six months. Um, and that's AMC, which is a very bad company. I would Eat. say HBO in terms of marketing and releasing stuff is actually pretty solid. Like with how they do like Barry and mm. uh, Euphoria and stuff. Like people really dig... HBO's release cadence so plus the one somewhat close to the release of the,
1: or the re-release of the game yeah
0: I think that was something too where it's like I, I guess Rockstar didn't do anything like that people thought that the remaster of the original trilogy was like a lead-in to some news about GTA 6 and I think the only thing that really happened is that th- that they announced that it was in development which yeah. was not something that you should tie in with a really bad remaster
1: <laughs> no, that's kind of a, a weird thing. It's
0: like, we swear we're working on it.
1: Um, we're working on it so hard that we barely worked on this.
0: That's right. <laughs> and uh, I saw they just did another GTA 5 online thing. It's like, let's go. Uh, come on, just work on the game. More dev fund. We're running low on funds. And I know the Red Dead Online people are very sad because they have not gotten an update in forever. Um, yeah. But I'm frankly not into either of those. I'm more into GTA 5, but I've not played it in years at this point. Um, But whatever. That was Summer Games Fest, really. There was a lot of space games, and then they brought out Neil Cuckman and Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson. And they were like, hey, we're making a game again. Okay. So I'm very excited. Um, So that's that. But we did have some other gaming stuff this year. Or not this year. This week. Uh, Doi. Uh, The only other main thing was the Xbox Bethesda showcase thingy. That happened the day after we recorded last week's podcast. I did give some predictions, but those have been lost to time. And my predictions were wrong. So... Doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. I predicted that we would not get Starfield gameplay because it just got delayed. And I was wrong. Because we did. We got like four or five minutes of Starfield gameplay. But that's at the end. So let's just jump into what this was. Uh, so it started off with Redfall, which is that vampire thing. Uh, I, I said it looked like Vampire Back for Blood. So, if you're interested in that, I think it's by Arcane, who made Deathloop and the Dishonored series. So, it's on Game I'm Pass
1: for, uh, for a Morbius back for blood.
0: Yeah, I mean it's on Game Pass, so you know why not? Um, I uh, I think a lot of people were surprised because Silk Song was finally shown somewhere. Um, the long-awaited sequel to Hollow Knight, um, but I think they were, at the same time, excited and insanely disappointed because the trailer ended and there was no release date, or release window. It it just ended. Um, so it was cool seeing gameplay. It looked, it looked like it had like the movement of an Ori, but with like in the Hollow Knight style which I am definitely into, Ori is one of the most, like, fluid games I've ever played, um, definitely, uh, increasing the mobility, because Hollow Knight is very, like, I don't want to say it's stale, but the mobility definitely, like, you're very slow, um, especially in the beginning. So that's pretty exciting. I think the most exciting thing is that they added the Pelican from Halo into Microsoft Flight Sim. Um, yeah, I don't know. I-, I have not played Microsoft Flight Sim. I was just surprised to see it. In My game. immersion. I can't. F- it was pretty cool, though. They showed it like orbiting Earth. And I'm like, oh, if you could like go to space in a Pelican, that'd be awesome. Even though that's not what the game is it's a a flight simulator Um, yeah yeah I don't know (laughs) we'll see actually we'll not see that's already out Uh, I just have not done it because Microsoft Flight Sim is like over 100 gigs and I don't have the patience to learn how to fly a pelican for real Um, and the next thing was pretty epic Uh, Minecraft Legends there's another Minecraft spinoff happening. This time it's an action strategy game. They already right. made Minecraft Diablo, and now they're making Minecraft Frostpunk? I don't know any other actions. Uh, <laughs> I guess like uh, StarCraft, maybe. That might be an action strategy game. I don't play many action strategy games, I play regular strategy I'm games. I'm not a nerd. Well, I'm too much of a nerd, because I play regular strategy I, games. I don't even like action. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't think, like, Civ's action counts, because it's pretty no,
1: bare you're just sitting there chilling.
0: Maybe, like, the Total War Warhammer stuff, or, like, the Total War games, where you're, like, uh, directing units and, like, battles, but it doesn't look like it's like that. I don't know. Um, it actually looked pretty solid, of what we saw. Which was mostly cinematics, but there was a little bit of gameplay at the end. I'm like, oh, I might check it out. It's on Game Pass, so why not? All of the things that they showed at the Xbox Bethesda show uh, are coming out within the next 12 months. Which I thought was pretty, pretty cool, if you ask me. Um, but what, what we're really excited for is Sea of Thieves update. Let's go. This actually kind of makes me want to play the game again. Um, once it comes out. I'm not interested in playing it now. In current state. Yes. Um, But it was pretty fun. Like the whole update was told in a sea shanty. Um, So that was kind of cool. But now you can save your ship loadouts instead of having to reset your cosmetics every single time you play. Um, You can customize the inside of ships. Yeah, that's kind of cool. You can name your ships, which I think is pretty epic, as long as there's no profanity, but people will, will find loopholes.: They'll find a way.: Yeah. Uh, and then the only other thing they announced was there's new ways to sell loot easier. I don't know what that means. They did not give details in the sea shanty, but it looked like that there was like a pulley system that like you can... Uh, I don't know, there was like a little platform on docks that go down up to, your, like, your cargo hold, and so then you can just kind of, like, take stuff up easier, and you don't have to jump off your ship into the water and swim it to shore.
1: And die by some idiot spawn <laughs> camping.
0: Yeah. Um, so, that's coming out on July 21st, so I think we might we might pick yeah, it back up. I'm down for some sailing. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, oh, yeah. So... I know I've already talked about this. Uh, the, the guys who made Inside and Limbo, they split up. They're each making their own game because they hate each other. Um, Summerfield has been... The, I, I believe that's the guy who left the studio. He is making Summerfield. The guy who stayed with the studio, we got we finally got some news on what his game is. It's called Cocoon. Uh, it looks like a weirdo puzzle game, which I wouldn't expect anything less, um, coming out next year. I don't know when Summerfield's coming out. I feel like we still got a couple years for that one. Um, so, I guess we'll see. Whose game is going to be better? I don't know. I I honestly don't know. It could be either of them. They, they both, when they worked together, they made great games. But apart, will they be able to recapture that flame. I don't know. Um, In other news, Kojima's making a game with Xbox. right. That's about it. It was pretty funny. Like, Phil Spencer got up and he's like, we are very excited to be working with one of the most innovative gamers in the whole wide world. And then Kojima's like, hello, Phil Spencer. I am making a game with Xbox. And then Phil Spencer's like, that's awesome crazy. We love Kojima here at Xbox. He made Death Stranding. It's the coolest game that you can't play on Xbox. Okay, bye. Let's talk about Starfield with Todd Howard. Um, so I guess let's talk about Starfield with Todd Howard. I don't have a whole lot to say about Kojima just saying that he's making a game with Xbox. Um... I saw people disappointed because there was already a Kojima game announced and they thought that we were going to get news about that, but this is an entirely different thing that Kojima's working on. Uh, So he has two things in the works, unless this one thing is actually what he was talking about at Xbox. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But let's talk about Starfield. Uh, Todd Howard took the stage, and he started making promises, which is either really good or really bad. bad. He has not learned his lesson.
1: We bit over this. Uh,
0: I feel like, well, especially uh, 76 had so many promises, and I feel like the small team that was making that uh, game was like, Todd, stop talking. Why are you saying this? We need 16 times the detail that Fallout 4. (laughs) It's like, no, Todd, stop. We're a studio that has, like, 50 people. So he started making promises. But this is the main team. This is the team that made Skyrim. This is what they've been working on for, I have, what, 13 years? How long has Skyrim been out? I feel like it came Too out, long. like, 2008 or something. Yeah. Um, so they've been taking their time. It came out in 2011, so it's 11 years old. Um, and now they're like, let's make Fallout in space and not a post-apocalypse. Uh, actually, it's like Star Trek land where everything gets fixed, which is, I guess, good. I, I don't think, like, the, the core, like, story or anything like that was announced where it's like, what are you gonna be doing? I don't think there was any of that. This was also a week ago, so I don't really remember everything. Um, it looks pretty solid. I don't know if you've seen it, how you feel about the Starfield stuff. I have not. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have, like, a whole lot to say about it because it was so... It's kind of like watching, like, that first No Man's Sky thing with, uh... Like, what is happening? It's like, yeah, it's like, I don't know... it's cool. It's coming to game Pass day one, so I will be trying it. Pizer. Yes. Um, but of stuff that I saw, um, pretty epic. You got first or third person returning from past Bethesda games. Um, there was, like, a whole, like, background system and character creation. It looked really good. Hopefully they don't flub that. Um, you can build your own ships, I was really impressed with that, that you could, like, build your own ships and, like, how you build your ship will impact, like, how it flies. Like, that's cool. Um, you can also build your bases, which is something that they did in Fallout 4 and Fallout 76 to varying degrees of success. Um, you can fly your ship in third and first person, um... And Todd Howard really made it a point to say that there's over one thousand planets to explore completely, which means that ninety-five percent of the game is going to be walking around empty wastelands. But that's awesome. awesome. It's awesome. It's like you I heard that and I'm like, okay, that's not something to really brag about. That's like sixteen yeah. times the detail. Or like yeah. stuff like I like can No Man's Sky like up to the lead up like I remember hearing stuff that's like, we've completely reworked the light to be, like, reflecting around the gravitational pull of planets, and it's like, why? Like, just make a good game. You don't need to go insanely detailed with it like that. So I think it would have been better, like, what the Outer Worlds did. Make, like, 10 to 15 planets that are vastly different from each other and fill them with stuff to do. It's huge. You don't have to make them huge. Um, just, like, make sure there's stuff to do. Like, ever since Breath of the Wild came out and kind of, like, changed how open-world games are structured, um, you know, not that anybody has really been able to successfully replicate that, but, like, I don't know. Open-world games now just feel, like, so stale. Like, there's so much empty nothingness, where in Breath of the Wild, like, the whole world is so alive, and there's stuff to do everywhere you go. Um, Hearing that there's, like, a thousand planets, it's like, oh, so, why? (laughs) Why? Like, there's no way that you're gonna be able to fill 1,000 planets with enough stuff to do to justify it? I don't know. We'll see. I'm also a little bit cynical of Bethesda, just because... They don't have a great track record right now, um, but we'll see. Uh, it's, it's I would say it's probably, you know, it's worth playing it if you got Game Pass. I don't know if it would be worth pre-ordering it because not enough stuff has been shown, uh, in my opinion. But we'll see. That was the big thing that happened at the Xbox Bethesda thing. People were expecting Banjo Kazooie news for some reason, even though that franchise has been dead for 10 years. Plus, 10 plus years. I don't know if I count nuts and bolts as existing. So I'll say it was a game. It, was a game. <laughs> it wasn't a Banjo Kazooie game. It was a game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. There were some leaks that like, Rare is gearing up to make Banjo Kazooie again. And then the only Rare news we got was more Sea of Thieves stuff. Sea of Thieves. uh, I'm not complaining. It looks, uh, the stuff that we got looked good. So, um, you know, if it ain't broke, why fix it? You know. Actually, did Rare make that Battletoads game? It might have, actually. Because I know they made the original. Maybe. They did. They they co-developed it with Dialia Studios. Or D La La Studios, sorry. Um So that's cool. Nice to see I, I like rare. They uh they have a soft spot in my heart. Because they really they made the best games on the N64 and then they got bought by Microsoft and then and then it's just I been like it. Yeah, it's been unfortunate. But that's okay. Um let me see. I do have some who asked for this gaming news. We actually have a lot of who asked for this news. Great. Um, In terms of uh, gaming, we got um, Ark 2 having Vin Diesel in it. (laughs) Now, as an avid Fast and the Furious fan, I was excited to see Vin Diesel in a game, but I do not like seeing him with tribal tattoos riding a big dinosaur. Frankly, really that's strange. It kind of ruined my immersion. It's like,
1: like you could have got the rock, but you got yeah, tiny white rock,
0: <laughs> lesser rock,
1: lesser rock.
0: And that's funny because they have a feud with each other, they don't like each other. True, yeah. I believe in the new Fast and the Furious, uh, it was in both of their contracts that they were not going to be in the same scene together. Interesting. Yeah, they did not like each other. It would be a cool time on set, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I'm not going to play Arc 2, even though I was such an avid Arc 1 fan.
1: I think I've played 25 minutes of Arc 1. <laughs> to know that I never want to touch it again.
0: It so. was free on Steam, so I did pick it yeah. up this week. Um, but, yeah, I have not played it. Um. Oh, I didn't. I didn't talk about this. Uh, Todd Howard did say something in like the expanded Xbox game thing, with the next releases for Bethesda. So Starfield's coming out next year. Then we're getting Skyrim two, and then we're getting Fallout four too. So pretty <laughs> exciting. Fallout <R2>. st- four <laughs> So pretty exciting stuff. Remaster New Vegas, you cowards. Uh, can they? Like I, I know, it's know. like it, I know it's like tore up in like a couple different studios.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Obsidian maybe?
0: Obsidian, you made Actually, the Outer Worlds. i prefer
1: Obsidian to freaking.
0: I would do. It. I would do. I like Obsidian. Outer Worlds is pretty good. Yeah, New Vegas is a classic. It just does mm-hmm. not age well. No, it's on the what is it? Morrowind engine. Yeah, so it's a little it's weird. Very clunky. I started playing Fallout Three. And I'm like, man, this game did not
1: age good. No, neither of those did. It's like Fallout 3 is all green, and then Fallout in Vegas is all orange, and then none of the controls work.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like if uh, Vince Gilligan made a Fallout game, where it's just all, like, it's what Mexico is. It's
1: all the same playable area, it's just the different shades to tell you what part of the country you're in.
0: Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would like a remaster. I I think those games definitely deserve it. Yeah. Um. But we'll see. It, it sounds like that... I mean, we don't know when Elder Scrolls 6 is going to come out. I would guess we're going to get... Three years. Yeah. Honestly, probably three years. Because Starfield isn't even out yet. And then Fallout 5... We got, like, ten Ten years. years. (laughs) It's like, okay, Todd. um, Either make new studios or uh, don't promise. Like, you didn't need to announce that Fallout 5 is going to come after Skyrim 2. We all kind of guessed that. Um, So that's a little unfortunate. But let's talk about movie news. got a lot of movie news. Some of it's exciting and some of it is... uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, the most exciting thing is that the Knives Out sequel finally got its title. And no, it's not Knives Out 2. Dang. I don't know why I said that like a clickbait article. You uh, won't believe what they you named this You mean. won't believe. You actually probably won't believe what they no, named no. this movie. <laughs> Have, do you know what it is? No. Okay. Uh, it's called Glass Onion. <laughs> I can't believe that's not like their development name for it or like yeah, that the production. Seems like a project name. Yeah, no. They they made it official. It's going to be called Glass Onion. Great. Uh I guess we'll see why. I think that's coming out later this year on, on Netflix. Um I don't know if it's going to be in theaters. I hope it is. But Netflix is very stingy about what movies they push to theaters. I think the last one they did was The Irishman, and that was only because Marty Scorsese wouldn't make the movie unless they put it in theaters. (laughs) So we'll see if uh, Ryan Johnson is a stickler about that, too. Um, But in other news about stuff that's also coming out later this year, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio movie, finally. Uh, We got some, uh, I guess, uh, screenshots of stuff. Uh, and we got a release date, or a release month. It's coming out in December on Netflix. Um, Guillermo del Toro's been doing a lot of things. I follow a lot of animation people on Twitter because I went to school with them. And they've all been retweeting that Guillermo del Toro said that animation is not a genre, it is film. Which is kind of like saying that rap isn't a genre, it is music.
1: I mean, it's true, but it is
0: true. It. Like I, I get, I get the sentiment, we but do
1: categorize things.
0: Yeah, nobody's saying that animation is not film. Like
1: a lot of people don't treat it like it. Though no, the they treat
0: it like kid kids stuff. Yeah, so which, I get the sentiment there. I get it. Um, I will be seeing that. I've always wanted to see what would happen if the guy who made Over the Garden Wall and the guy who made Pan's Labyrinth and The Shape of Water made a movie together.
1: Yeah, that is the weirdest combo of anybody.
0: <laughs> Although it kind of makes sense. Like, I could, if I, like, squint and, like, really focus my brain on those two things, like, I can kind of see it. Like, they're both kind of weird. But yeah. the but, but Guillermo del Toro is definitely weirder. Like.
1: Yeah, I can see it
0: working, though. I mean, it's probably going to be good.
1: But a Pinocchio movie is a weird well, subject for it.
0: Yeah, I don't. I, here's the weird thing. is because Disney is also making a Pinocchio movie because the rights are expiring. So it's going to be really weird because I think they're coming out around the same time. So you can either see <laughs> the weirdo Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio movie that takes place in Benito Mussolini's fascist Italy, or you can watch the watered-down Disney thing, which is just the movie they already made again. Yeah. I know which one I'm going to see. Uh, because I love Guillermo del Toro. I love Mussolini. I love. Well, I don't want to say that. I don't want that to be clipped. You know, all these guys are out here clipping our podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. That one's gonna be good. Um, we also got some movies about, or not. We didn't get some movies. That's so dumb. (laughs) We got some news about some Avatar movies. No, not the blue people, Avatar, you stupid Uh, idiot. uh, If you're excited for Avatar 2, you should probably cut your eyes out because you don't deserve to see movies. That came off really harsh.
1: But look at all the cool CGI, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I saw people say that after the the Avatar 2. They're like, man, it looks really good. It's like, yeah, the first one looks pretty good, too. I don't care about the first movie, either. Um, but we got some new, uh, news about Avatar, the last airbender movies. These are not made by Avatar studios. So a little bit, eh, you know, a little bit unfortunate. These are in the works by Nickelodeon slash Paramount plus Rot roll. Yeah, I know. But leaks have kind of given us a vague idea. We had, they announced that they're making three movies. We've gotten leaks about what they are, so I will announce them thus. Uh, one of them is a prequel called Avatar Kyoshi. That one's kind of a given. Um, there's a movie following Zuko, and then a movie set in Korra's era after the events of the show's end. My guess is that they're probably going
1: to... going to deal with that, bro? I don't know.
0: I don't know. My guess is that they're probably going to adapt the comic series of Korra stuff, because that starts immediately after Korra and I forgot the chick's name. They go into the spirit world. Um, so that would be my guess, is that they're adapting that into a movie. But I don't know. Uh, a movie following Zuko would could be interesting. We don't know anything about sure. when it's set. If it's him as a Fire Lord, could be pretty Interesting. Cool. I could be down for that. Um, he's looking for his mom. That is something that they cover in the comic books. Um, so that could be fun. That There is that cliffhanger after the, the end of Avatar The Last Airbender, and then they bring it up in Korra, only to immediately shoot it down as a hilarious joke.
1: I love that. That's like the first episode, too.
0: Yeah. I, I
1: never speak of it ever again. Yeah.
0: I I love that they did that, but I'm also a little bit disappointed. Yeah. I I have read the comics, so I do know what happens with Zuko's mom, but I'm not going to say, um, in case they make a movie about I'll it. Watch a movie. Yeah, if they make a movie about it, then see this is what I'm guessing because I believe there's Kyoshi comics too, so I think they're probably yeah. just adapting. I mean, that'd
1: comics. be the most that'd be the most safe route. Yeah, and the most logical.
0: Especially since uh, DiMartino and Konietzko are not involved.
1: It's like, always a great sign.
0: Let's just take the stuff that they worked on and then make that a movie. That's what I'm guessing. We haven't gotten anything official. So I I could be overly cynical, but these... I mean, that's the logical play here. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I might see it. I don't have Paramount+, Plus, so I really don't have a way to, but... Um, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Uh, And then we got a Kid Cudi movie. Did you see this? I did. It's called Enter Galactic, an animated love story, developed by Kid Cudi and Kenya Barris. Um, Will release on September thirtieth on Netflix. Uh, The cast is Kid Cudi, of course, Timothy Chalamet, very hot, Jaden Smith, also very hot. Vanessa Hudgens, um cancelled. <laughs> uh Macaulay Culkin. Colkin. I really like Macaulay Culkin. Uh Laura Harrier and Jessica Williams, who frankly I don't know. anything? But I do know I've always wanted Kid Cuddy and Macaulay Colkin to work on a project together. That's always been my dream. I always That's like a
1: that. perfect naming combo too.
0: Kid Cuddy and Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, it kinda is. There's a lot kinda of sick. Hard K sounds. Yeah. Um, even though I think Macaulay Culkin goes by Mac now, and everything I've seen of him, it's like... Because uh, he's on Red Letter Media, like, all the time. He's probably collabed with them, like, five or six times. And every time they call him Mac. But I'm still going to call him Macaulay Culkin, because it's, it's a household name. And it's fun. Uh yeah, whoever like whoever their parents were were just like, let's give our kids the most Irish names ever. Macaulay Culkin and, cool. and Kieran Culkin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Very good actors. Have you seen... I was trying to think of another movie Macaulay Culkin was in that wasn't Home Alone, but I can't. <laughs> There's that one where he dies by bees, but I don't remember what that one's called.
1: He's in Fargo, isn't he?
0: Is he? I don't know. Is he? I don't think so. Is he? Uh, Macaulay Culkin, Fargo.
1: I feel like he's in a lot of things, but I can't. Kieran tell Culkin
0: they... was in Fargo. Oh. Okay. He was in the beginning of season two, and he dies. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think we've seen Macaulay Culkin in anything. He doesn't really act a lot. I think he has a podcast, and he just has fun. So good, good for him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll watch it. It looks like it's kind of in, like, the Spider-Verse style,
1: kind yeah, of. The animation
0: the look pretty cool. So, I might check it out, depending on how long it is. Um, There's gonna
1: be an album that comes with it, too, so.
0: That makes sense. What's it well, with, like, all, or not? No idea. <laughs> all these, like, rap and R&B guys are, like, Kendrick's making a movie, Frank Ocean's making a movie, I saw Meg the Stallion wants to make a movie. Kid Cudi's making a movie. It's just like all these guys, they're making movies, and I don't know if they're going to have tie in albums. Kendrick probably won't because no. it's the funny one. But, it's a South Park thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, Hoping Frank Ocean does because that will be the best. I hope ever. so. We're, Kid we're, Cudi, I don't know. He's got a very interesting track record as of late, so.
0: Yeah, he made that This could that just rock be the record. most
1: average thing possible. That was a while ago. But...
0: oh I don't know much about Kid Cudi.
1: I mean, Man on the Moon 3 was pretty good, but everything else has kind of just been eh.
0: Okay. Well, who knows? We'll see
1: what he does. He could be a natural at visual art.
0: Yeah, it's I don't know. I I mean, I'm into it. I, I'm into the style. It looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? Might be good. Um... We do have some who asked for this movie news. Uh. Uh, The first one I put immediately after I heard it, but it's also, by now it's kind of grown on me, um, that Joker 2 will maybe be a musical. I don't know. I love it. Uh, And Lady Gaga might be playing Harley Quinn. Let's go. Which. That makes sense. That makes sense. (laughs) Um, I'll take it. I I think it would be really interesting to tell the story of, uh, like the Joker meeting Harley Quinn and like slowly corrupting her, to to be who she ends up being.
1: Just turns into a black metal
0: uh, <laughs> musical. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I, like I saw that and I'm like, oh, that's that's bad. Like, uh, I don't know how you go from like a, uh Scorsese wannabe to now a musical. That's going to be weird, but now it's like I could kind of see it cuz the first one is almost a musical with how much they use music in that one and how like a lot of the key moments are just walking phoenix dancing. Um, you know, they don't stop everything and just sing. It isn't La La Land. No. Um, but you know, I don't know. There's potential. La- Lady Gaga's a pretty good actor. Um, I don't know, it might be a little bit weird seeing her opposite Joaquin Phoenix, because just because Joaquin is such a powerhouse, like, such, like, he, he can probably run and, cir- like, act in circles around her, but who knows? We'll see. Um, I guess that's less who asked for this. This is more who asked for this. Um, I'm pretty sure they only cast this guy because his name is Kendall in succession, but Jeremy Strong is playing Ken in the Barbie movie. <laughs> it looks so
1: weird. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: So I I heard that they were doing this where there was like there's three Barbies and there's three Kens, and I believe each one is a different ethnicity, but that turns out to be fake because Ryan Gosling is playing a Ken. And Jeremy Strong are, are now playing a Ken. And those are two white guys.
1: Hey Italians, okay? Well, I guess... We you... gotta do it, we gotta do here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I guess that is a different UNC ethnicity. If, you know, if this was the 1890s and Italians yeah. weren't white people, then yeah, yeah, you know, this is inclusive. Exactly. Um, so, my guess is that Yaya Abdul-Mateen will be playing the, the last Ken. Um, who was Dr. Manhattan in the the Watchmen show. Um, That's probably my guess, because he's ripped and he's hot right now. But it could also be Daniel Kaluuya? No, he wouldn't do this. He wouldn't do this. Jordan Peele? (laughs) That would be hilarious. (laughs) Keegan-Michael Key? (laughs) 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 I think Jordan Peele's done acting. I think he's just going to be a director now. Um, yeah I don't know I don't think Daniel Kaluuya would do that but Yahya Abdul-Mateen was just in that Michael Bay movie so I feel like yeah anything's possible with him (laughs) he's either in insanely great pieces of art or he's in uh, uh, a Michael Bay film
1: yeah
0: but we'll see those are who asked for this I probably won't watch the Barbie movie even though yeah, it's done by stupid. Yeah, it's done by Greta Gerwig who uh did Little Women and Lady Bird and stuff. <laughs> so like these like uh you know female empowerment movies. So I don't know. It's so weird. Cuz this is it's like it's uh co-made by Mattel, I think. Um, feminism so, Barbie movie. Let's go. I think that's what it is. It's going to be so weird. Yeah. I'm interested to see who uh who's going to be playing it. Uh, I hope they
1: just get deep into like third wave feminist theory like during the movie and then just like Kendall's character is just like listening the whole time. That would he be a cool. Succession bit where he's like I'm a
0: feminist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if that guy can act because he's pretty know, much just playing he just himself. Plays yeah. <laughs> Um, from from everything i've heard from this guy like offset he is Kendall like he's just an asshole, awesome, so he really is good at playing himself um so i don't know I might see it it's coming out next year interesting i, I don't know it depends what else is coming out I guess um it might get uh you know that's probably a summer blockbuster and yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The Marvel movies I'm into are coming out. Well, the new Thor by Taika Waititi is coming out in July 8th. And then the new Guardians movie is coming out in the winter? No, in this summer? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but let's talk about show news. We got a little bit of show news, and we have to talk about Barry Season 3. Um, both of these things were uh, announced today. As of me recording this. Um, after like a couple year hiatus, the Don't Hug Me I'm Scared channel posted today. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, did you see this? I did not. Oh, I okay. I my heat, which is weird. That is weird. Uh, I got the notification this morning, and I'm like, oh, no. Because it's called Fly, and I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be the Breaking Bad episode. Season 3, episode 10. <laughs> but no... It's not the Breaking Bad episode, Dang it. Um, but for those who don't know, we're recording this on June nineteenth, which is um, the date that is in every single "Don't hug me, I'm scared." Uh, every every episode, they have a calendar, and it's always June nineteenth. Um, so it's "Don't hug me, I'm scared" day. Coming. Yeah, we probably should have, but I think they made that announcement like a couple years ago that they were working on something. They finally announced that it's coming out in September on Channel 4. I don't I did not know what Channel 4 was. Um it is a I don't know if this is a uh, black star situation, but they're releasing it on Channel 4, which is a British public access station. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. Um it's free to put stuff on there. So I think this is like a Come on, check out this new streaming service that's, you know, better for creators than YouTube. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but they also, like, when I went on their website earlier today, there was, like, you could get, like, box sets of the Big Bang Theory. And, like, uh, I don't know. It It's a weird move. But I probably will watch it just because... I'm a pretty big fan of "Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared." They're are pretty good, pretty good videos. So, I feel like whenever YouTube video series make the jump to, uh, like TV stuff, it's not successful usually ever unless it's Vsauce and the minefield stuff. Um, so we'll see. I don't know how you take like a little five-minute videos and turn that into a TV show. But I guess you could just expand on the the formula of, like, making this, like, kids' show and then have it get twisted towards the end. I don't know. We'll That'd see. Yeah. But that's coming out in September. I don't think we got a date. It just said September on Channel 4. Um, so we'll see. And then the other thing, speaking of Avatar news... The Netflix live-action Avatar show has wrapped. Hooray. Hooray. Um, Yeah, I don't know how to feel about this show anymore. I was excited for it because DiMartino and Konietzko were a part of it. And then they publicly left, and now it's still happening. So I don't know what direction the Netflix show wanted to take that the creators of the original show were so uh, offended by that they had to leave very publicly. So we'll see. Um, My guess is the same as Last of Us, because they wrapped the same week. Probably winter, or they might want to drag this out to summer. I don't know. But let's talk about Barry, Season 3. I watched an interview... I believe his name is Andrew Callant. Uh, that's not. That's not. Andrew Callahan, baby. No, it's it's Andrew something. The guy who plays, uh, uh, no, ho Hank. Um, I watched him on Barry, on Jimmy Kimmel, which I thought was funny because they, they bring up Jimmy Kimmel, in that's true in uh, the in this season. They say that the Man Show did not age well which uh, if you do not know what The Man Show is, Curtis Conner made a whole video about it. And it is, uh, yeah, it did not age well. It's a lot of, like, toxic masculinity women that are tits with arms that could bring me beer. That's The Man Show.
1: A lot of, like, 95% of Jimmy Kimmel's catalog did not age well.
0: <laughs> no. Um <laughs> so, it was funny, because he was on Jimmy Kimmel, and Jimmy's like, I, I heard that you mentioned me in, uh, season, in the season, and and uh, uh, it's Anthony Kerrigan. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we did. And he's like, oh, I'm excited to be just a small part of the show. I'm like, oh, Jimmy, you didn't see the part, did you? He's probably oh, going to be so offended when he sees it, and he promoted it on his show more That's people awesome. more of his audience is going to see the part where they bash Jimmy Kimmel um, fantastic very, very sad um but Barry season 3 what did you think pretty good
1: yeah um yeah short sweet that i think it was a uh, uh, still humorous despite this show getting ever darker as we continue on with whatever this thing is now at this point.
0: Yeah, this this one was, was kind of rough for yeah. me. Yeah.
1: But um, I don't know. I I really like the uh, the balance of the humor with it. It was very fun. The show still is like freaking over the top and theatrical and crap, which is fun. Um, yes. But I mean, sometimes it gets in the way of pacing cuz they like to zoom through things that aren't important to the point where you kind of get whiplash when an episode starts cuz like they skip 13 story beats because they're not important anymore. Yeah. Like, especially the finale episode. <laughs> they just like, are kind of in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man. It's hard to talk about this show. Cause it was, this season was like so rough for, for me. I don't know uh, how you feel. I know that like Noho Hank, he's still funny. Like I he's, 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 he's my favorite. Um, which it was so weird watching the interview because he doesn't usually talk like that. If you can believe Dang. it, he doesn't usually do a Chechen accent.
1: But he's so good at it.
0: I know. I I, I, I would have. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Chechnya is not in like the middle of Europe, so it wouldn't really be like a Russian accent. It's it Eastern would... Europe, I think. But is it? Shit. Che- yeah. Czech, the Czech Republic, because Chechnya doesn't exist anymore. Um it's right next to Germany. It's like oh, in between okay. so Germany entering and Poland
1: Eastern Europe a little bit.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if it would have been like Yeah, it's me, Gabriel. I am Noho Hank. That's not how Noho Hank talks. Yeah, no. That's how the other guy talked that died in the first season. Um but I, I still really like his character. It's fun seeing him. It's so weird like the the Chechen mob in this show and the police are have like the same vibe where they are just like <laughs> totally incompetent um it is it is hilarious how they how that. they portray police in this show where it's like this one FBI guy who's like investigating um some murder that Barry did um He, like, storms out of an interrogation room and cocks his gun, and none of the police, like, even think about it. Like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen him since he uh, stormed out of the interrogation room and cocked his gun in front of everybody. But, you know, that's just how it is. It's like, oh. Yeah, if only cops were like that. (laughs) Uh, Especially LAPD cops. Uh, Cringe. Cringe. Um. But yeah, this one was rough. I I didn't really remember the end of season 2. I remember there was a big action sequence with uh, Barry shooting up a monastery of, of, I guess, Chechen and Bolivian guys. Um, But now he's super depressed, and all he does is play Gran Turismo 7 on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, not sponsored. Not sponsored. And he lives with Sally. And Barry turned into an abuser there for a second. Kind of rough. Uh, Elsie Fisher is in it.
1: Okay, that shoots great. people Is an abusive person. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> well, he wasn't for the first two seasons. No, but, yeah. He was a nice guy who just happened to be a hit man. He was trying to get out of it. But Fuchs is such a little, little scoundrel. Um, but now he's, like, in it, in it. He's super depressed. He doesn't, he doesn't even want to act anymore, which is so crazy, because that's his dream. Um, and Henry Winkler is angry at him now, because, spoilers! Barry killed his girlfriend in season one, and he found out at the end of season two! Crazy. And I thought that Henry Winkler was gonna die. That was my... I felt like they were setting that up because, uh, through the first couple episodes, um, he's getting kidnapped by Barry and he's like, um, you know, he's, he's fleeing for his life and Barry's just trying to make things right in the worst way possible. He's just kidnapping him and helping him (laughs) inadvertently almost, um, and then, like, he finally turns his life around. Barry gives him a bunch of money and gets out of his life. And then he's, like, oh, he's, like, making amends with people. He's, like, uh, you know, given this director that he screwed in, like, the beginning of his career. He's given her a second chance. And he's, like, wow, well, he's turning out to be a good guy. Even though for the first couple seasons he's kind of, like, a little narcissistic egomaniac uh just teaching at acting school because he needs money. Um, and now, you know, he's actually a nice guy. And I thought they were going to set up that he was going to get murdered at the end of the season. And I was going to be very sad. He doesn't. So that's cool. I like Henry Winkler. I like him. Keep coming back on the show. Um, but Barry is in jail. That That's how this season wow, Well, it didn't end with him in jail. No. But he was about to kill Bunny Colvin from The Wire. And uh, (laughs) this swat comes up. Which is crazy. That's the only person I've seen in The Wire in anything else. Um, I think Lester was in a a music video. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I saw someone post a a GIF of it the other day. And I'm like, why is Lester in this music video? That's so weird. (laughs) Um, let me see, um, oh, he's been in a lot of stuff, he was into Five Bloods, that's pretty cool, and three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, I just didn't know him then, okay, so, oh, he's in John Wick, okay, I need to stop looking at this, I'm gonna get distracted, um, but yeah, Barry's like, I'm gonna kill Bunny Colvin, and then, the whole SWAT team shows up and it was all a setup and Henry Winkler was in on it the whole time which means that Henry Winkler will be dead in season 4. Um, confirmed. Confirmed by Boy Time Podcast.
1: Um, what is your first?
0: But I would say I don't know how this season stacks up with the others. I cuz it's been so long since I've seen seasons 1 and 2. I really enjoyed season 2. There's um that one episode where Barry has to kill that guy, um, and it's just a whole episode of Barry just being the worst hitman ever, and that's pretty fun. There wasn't a, a, an episode like that in this one, although there was a pretty impressive motorcycle and like car chase uh scene.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good.
0: Um, like I saw Elsie Fisher tweeted. Uh, Bill Hader has like the weirdest like, text cadence, like, you could search, like, funny Bill Hader responses, and there's, like, I'm sure there's, like, a compilation, but Elsie Fisher was, was tweeting Bill Hader, and she was like, you're trending on Twitter, and he's like, really? Uh, and Elsie Fisher was like, yeah, you, uh, you're bec- you've become uh, Twitter famous, and he's like, I see no money in that. Like, he's just so blunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's joking, but it's pretty funny. Um Elsie Fisher is, is a very good Twitter account I recommend. Um, And she's also a very good actor. I hadn't seen her in anything since 8th grade, uh, and then she was in this show, and I thought she was pretty good. I don't know how you feel about Elsie Fisher. I know you don't tend to like women.
1: Yeah, not a big fan of women. Um <laughs> Man, I'm the only thing that I've said in this podcast is just the exact opposite of everything I usually <laughs> say. This is crazy. This is the opposite day for me. Um, no, I thought she did very well. Yeah. Uh, I, liked the, I liked the whole Sally arc throughout the season, too. I thought that was uh, very well done. Yeah, just uh, the Joker mode of that. And
0: the, <laughs> she definitely I don't know. The,
1: the show's me. just so off the rails that I just have to take it in.
0: Yeah. This season was so different from the other two. Um because in the other two, they were, there was at least that, like, acting class that kind of tied everything yeah. together. This one, Sally has a TV show. Barry's depressed and just murdering people. Like, he's gone full-on, like, psychopath mode, um, which is weird to see. Because he, he was, like, c- kind of weird because he had, like, a little bit of... He had a humanity to him. Got that but dog he, in him. Yeah, but he murdered people. And I guess that's the joke. Um, Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. This season, it was good, but I don't know if I enjoyed my time with it as much as I did with the other two. Just because the other two have, like, a little bit more comedy to it, I felt like this one was... It took a turn. Um, And especially with what we've been watching recently with, like, The Wire and uh, all these, like... The Wire. The Wire and, you know, all all of that stuff. Well, like, Saul and Ozark and Atlanta and just, like, all this stuff where... Ugh, it's just such a gut punch every time we watch uh, an episode of The Wire, like, last season. Um, it, It was like, I wanted a break, and Barry was not giving me that break so I think just where I was at was not the right headspace for this season of Barry even though I did enjoy it quite a I bit. I didn't
1: think the season was that heavy coming off of the Wire season 4. It was actually a nice break. Cuz it's so obviously not true. Well yeah, that I was able to very easily disconnect from it for like the freaking bakery guy who's like a therapist. <laughs> He's that's a awesome. Great bit. Yeah. But there's just little things that are like they make fun of the the world they build which is fun and yeah. it's a nice disconnect but the wire season 4 is too much like real life. Yes. or it's like deeply concerning. Uh every time you watch an episode of the wire season 4, but coming into this afterwards is like this is a breeze. Yeah. It's funny, it's action, it's dramatic. I
0: I think what what did it for me is it it, it uh you know these characters essentially are like cartoon characters. Like Yeah. I think this is something that Anthony Kerrigan said in his interview, where he's like, I've seen videos of, like, the actual Chechen mob. And he's like, I-, I am surprised I'm not dead. Like, they, <laughs> they do not mess around. And yeah. they are portrayed as, like, really goofy, like, uh, you know, really bad at their jobs. Um, and, you know, like, they spent, like, the first couple seasons, it's almost like a big satire of L.A., and, and stuff like that. And to see, like, these cartoon characters, like, Noho Hank being, like, tortured and kidnapped and, like, forced to murder a bunch of people. And it's just like, I don't want to see you do that. Like, I know it's a joke. I know that there's, like, funny bits. But, I don't know, Barry having, like, a, a near-death experience and, like... N- Watching Henry Winkler get interrogated by Bunny Colvin was horrible. There was just a lot of stuff like that, right? It's like these are characters that I like having like having fun, and laughing along with that are put in these horrible, horrible situations that like it kind of made me sad. Um, but that that being said, it is it is easier to watch than the wire season four, obviously. Um, we'll see how the Wire season five is. It looks like they're going to be taking down journalism. So
1: Once and for all, brother.
0: They've had it too easy, they've
1: frankly. Too good for too long.
0: Newspapers have had it too easy in this day and age. I've. Uh, that's obvi- true. Yeah.
1: I think uh, I think newspapers died the same time that the Wire season five released. So <laughs> that's probably true.
0: Although uh, Gail is in it. So that's kind of oh, cool. Oh yeah, Gail's in it. That's Gale cool. from Breaking Bad is like one of the let's editors of the newspaper. <laughs> which is pretty fun. I sure hope that um, Gail is in Saul after the hiatus. That would be fun. I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, that was the Barry season three. Uh, so let's move on to music news. Unless you have any of the other stuff. Oh, I no. do have a miscellaneous thing we could talk about. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers has no intentions of working with Ezra Miller in the future. What did they do? Good question. Give me one reason. Why they <laughs> 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 I saw Warner Brothers said, They hope that scandals stay at a quote-unquote low level before the release <laughs> of the film. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Ezra Miller out here kidnapping girls and getting... They're just
1: backpacking through Europe. It's fine.
0: Yeah. And he's... Definitely not on the run. <laughs> They're posting Instagram memes of how the cops can't catch them. Yeah. Yeah. They're the Flash. Duh. They are the Flash. That Method is... acting, everybody. This is how you do it right. Jared Leto, take notes. Don't send dead cats to your <laughs> co-stars. Just kidnap people and evade the law. And run yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of funny. I thought I'd bring that yeah. up. it's interesting. Yeah. Now we can move on to music news. Wow.
1: Um, this week didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. So, Oh, my planned segment has been kind of deconstructed by one Aubrey Graham.
0: Oh, um, the Drake record,
1: the Drake record. So we'll go through that today. Uh, we also got the Logic album this week. We got a Chance the Rapper song, we got a Black Midi song, we got an FK Twigs song. Um, yeah, I've listened to other things, but those will probably just take a backseat till next week because this stuff is more priority. It's fresher in the news. Um, but before we get into anything, uh, King Gizzard said they're dropping three more albums this year.
0: Yeah, I saw you tweeted that on our so, uh, Twitter. That's don't pretty know, fun.
1: That's crazy. How? It's June.
0: <laughs> They've released one album this year. They
1: just dropped a double album yeah. earlier this year. Like, okay.
0: I wonder um, if it's going to be like some live albums or something. Or no, if it's going to be They don't straight. usually
1: announce those. Okay. Those just kind of pop up. Yeah. So, when they uh, say three more albums, they mean like, these are three more albums. Same okay. thing they did with 2017 where they just dropped five. Um, and usually if an artist says that I'd be like, No way you're doing that. That's stupid. You're lying, stop lying.
0: Uh, King Gizzard, no.
1: it's like, no, they actually uh, do that. So Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Um, yeah. That's surprised me since so it's literally mid June. You have six months <laughs> to drop three albums. So
0: Well, that does mean that we will be getting at least two or uh, one every two months. Yes. So that's kind
1: of cool. they better drop. Singles now. That's true. The rollout, baby. That is true. Uh, when did Omnium come out? I feel like that came out.
0: It's like June, out, like, wasn't it? No, it was uh, May.
1: We can check now. This we was can. like in April, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, April 22nd. Yeah. I was way off. That's okay. So, I don't
1: know. We'll see when the next one comes. Um, hmm. Hmm. we will do singles first. I know once I get on Drake, it's going to be a whole freaking oh, derailing session.
0: You're going to have um, a lot to say about Drake, huh?
1: We're just going to have a weird conversation.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: we'll start with Black Mini since that came out first, technically. Um, got a new single, Eat Men Eat. I'm guessing this is the last one before the album next month. Um, this is a combo of Western and, like, freaking Detroit, Michigan. Uh so, it's got got a little bit of a cowboy flair, but then it just goes off the rails and gets insane. Okay. Um, which, I don't know, this record's going to be crazy. So, seems like they're taking the hardest-hitting parts of Schlagenheim. So, like, those really loud, complicated parts, and then, like, the melodic parts of a uh, uh, freaking cavalcade. So... And if they, they're saying this is going to be their most cohesive. So I'm guessing there's going to be some kind of through line or concept or something.
0: Okay. Which,
1: I mean, both songs have dealt with war uh, in, like, the military complex. So
0: okay.
1: I'm guessing the record's going to be something like that. Um, but killer. Love it. Uh, this record is going to be insane. So we'll see if they can top what they've done for the past two, which seems hard. But I know they can do it since they're on a... They're they're rolling. They're rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that one's pretty sick. Uh, FK twigs got a new song killer, pretty sick. Nothing too insane. Um, but definitely more, it's less, uh, dancey than Capra song stuff this year. It's a little bit more, a little bit more Magdalene, not too much though. Um, but pretty sick. Her voice is insane. Uh, she did a tiny desk in a church last week. (laughs) Um, and it is absolutely insane. Uh, I don't know how her vocal range is that crazy good, but, yeah, she was just in a church with, like, a couple organs and some other stuff and just a microphone, and it was just insanity. So, uh, yeah. I don't know if this is leading into anything since she just dropped something. Um, This might just be, like, a one-off single, I'm guessing. It didn't seem like it had any, like, very set direction. It just kind of seemed like a one-off. Okay. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm always down for some more twigs. Uh, but I was pretty sick. Um, Chance the Rapper, <gasps> highs and lows with Joey Badass.
0: <gasps> I love Joey.
1: Amazing. Biden. What? He did it. What? This is his best song in like uh, six years. What? Um, this is great. This is amazing. This is what Chance the Rapper music is supposed to sound like. It's soulful. It's fun. There's a lot of personality in here. Joey Badass kills it. Um, does he start talking about Seinfeld? He does not. Frick! Uh, unfortunately. He does not embody the Mr. Robot character. Dang it. Uh, but he also didn't say anything, any anti-vax stuff. So well, that's, that's good. That's all you want from a Joey Badass verse. That's right. Um, Speaking of Joey Badass, he was supposed to drop an album, and then apparently there was some sample issues. What? It Totally wasn't because he just found out that Drake was dropping. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that record will be coming next week, I'm assuming. Uh, um, that was funny because it was like four hours before Drake announced he's dropping. He was like, "Sorry guys, this is out of my hands, but I couldn't get some samples cleared," um, which he would have known about long before the oh, day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's just kind of. Yeah. I, I see what you're doing. Why? I, I can't say I don't respect. Um,
0: I, I don't understand why people are still like we can't drop the same day as Drake, because the last few records that he's he's done have been worthy of like avoiding the date.
1: That doesn't matter though, because he sells way too much, and all that's all people are going to talk about for a week.
0: Wow. So I don't know it's less nobody
1: about, like, how. So it's less about the quality of the record and more about just the buzz that comes around with it. So you don't wanna you wanna avoid it.
0: I, I saw people talk about this Drake record for precisely like twelve hours after the record came out and then nobody's talked about it since.
1: Oh, people are still talking
0: about it. Okay. I've not seen anyone
1: talk about it. It's all about sales. Okay. Uh, you're not selling a lot when Drake comes out. Um, I suppose. That's just the fact. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what he, what happens with this. But the song is great. Um, one of the best this year I would say uh this is coming off of his fourth project uh i don't remember the exact name of it it's got stars in it somewhere he's like he did the funny little uh post credit scene on the music video
0: what? like
1: this is this is upcoming oh look out here it comes um i'll pull up the music video now I just need to do it, it now uh the starline gallery so that's the that's the name of the album okay uh, it's kind of cool i dig it uh You know, but I'm liking all the artwork and stuff that's going along with the already. So Mm -hmm. uh, this is looking hopeful. He has not missed with the singles yet. It's just this one is really the standout one. Um, Okay. The other ones are like, you know, they're decent, but he didn't have the energy that he had on this one. But exciting. I don't know when this is coming. I'm assuming somewhat soon. Um, But this is is a good song, and I'm glad that he's back on uh, making good music. At least for this once. I will take this and cherish this.
0: Yeah.
1: It's been too long.
0: (laughs) We'll we'll see how this goes. I would be down to do a a first reaction to that one. Yeah. First Chance the Rapper record ever. Yeah,
1: first Chance the Rapper record ever. After only being exposed to some big day songs, which should have probably ruined it. Every expectation you'd have for
0: him, so yeah, I, I fully expect this to be absolutely yeah. horrible. This man has witnessed me. ball
1: and flossing, so yes, yeah. I, that's
0: the only thing I've witnessed is ball and flossing. Yeah. And isn't there an Ed Sheeran song? There, I don't know. Um, or maybe no, that's, that's uh, that's Charlie Pooth, isn't that Charlie Pooth? I have no idea have who's no done balling idea. flossing. So. Oh, it's Sean Mendez, yeah. yeah.
1: You probably have it easier actually. I had to listen witness like Acid Rap and Coloring Book and then have to hear the big day. I what? still remember that day when I came out, which <laughs> has ruined my entire day.
0: So Why is there a Randy Newman Chance the Rapper song?
1: Yeah, there is one of those. That That's awesome. The album's garbage. It's yeah. But we're yeah. past that now. The okay. past is in the past. Okay. Um but yeah. Looking good there. Um Yeah, we can get into Drake now. Uh, Drake, Drake uh, dropped. Surprise dropped his new album, Honestly, Never Mind. Um,
0: yeah, let's not talk about it.
1: Honestly, yeah, never mind. Uh, so this is a dance record? Yes. Um, if you want, that is the genre. I'm not telling you what it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> okay. This is a dance uh, house record, house hip-hop, house hop hip house i think is the actual genre hip i house? think hip house is actually the genre name oh, okay. um, uh, so it's like it's like south african house apparently because of the producers that are on this um, yeah this was uh, uh, this makes certified lover boy look good
0: is it really that bad
1: it's really bad. <laughs> oh, no. I listened to it twice just to make sure I wasn't, like, overly hating without, like, giving it a true listen. Um, but I listened to it twice, and, yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> um, I get. I like that he's trying something different since he hasn't switched it up at all in the past couple of records. But, like, it's like he tried and then went honestly, never mind, and then just stopped trying. Yeah precisely 30 seconds into the record I think <laughs> um, I think the production is fine but I think it makes the production feel lifeless because the person rap or I don't want to say rapping uh, crooning over it is more lifeless than, than the beat because these beats would work well if you have someone on it who's actually like attempting to you know match with it yeah or bringing some kind of energy to make you want to dance with it this is like a COVID dance album because you can't see anybody else and you're stuck in your house. Then uh, you just don't want to dance to it because what's the point? Um, I don't understand how you do this intro and then go into Falling Back, which is possibly the worst song Drake's ever made. Oh, wow. <laughs> just the mixing on this song is so awful. He did, like, the Kanye uh, iPhone 6, like, voice recording Uh type thing so it sounds super compressed and then the beat is clipping and it's so bad it is awful and how long is it's a a four and a half minute song but it feels like it's eight minutes because it's just the same thing over and (laughs) over again it is the worst song (sighs) it is so horrible um Texco Green again five minutes of the same thing you get the gist of the song about two minutes through uh The beat's okay. Nothing crazy. These beats are all, like, you know, they're very acceptable. But, like, there's... I feel like Drake just makes them worse. Like, he makes them seem like the beat is bad. Um, But, I mean, there should be nothing wrong with them. Except for Currents. The beat is bad in that. Because they use a freaking bed spring. Uh, So they're just an e-err, e-err, like, throughout the whole track. (sighs) And I'm not talking to Box. I'm talking a literal bed spring. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then Drake goes slow it down, and then the bed spring slows down to go eat or eat. It's it's really bad. Oh, I um, don't like that. Yeah, it's weird. Um, yeah, Sticky's okay. Massives okay. Uh, Jimmy Cooks is the best song because it's an actual Drake song. Um, I mean, it's just a rap song with Twenty One Savage, and it that works. And it it's fine. I think Twenty One Savage has the best performance on the entire album
0: well that's not surprising (laughs) which yeah (laughs) Um,
1: yeah it's disappointing in the fact that like man this is just the most lifeless quote-unquote dance record i've ever heard um and the fact that like he could have made a really really great one if he like put more time into it and actually tried like he is so monotone here it's insane uh, and he does this weird high-register thing on Fall Back like he's trying to be The weekend. Um, <laughs> but the mix of it is so awful. It's just... It's literally torture. Um, it is awful. I, I hope he wasn't planning on making that a hit because uh, it has 11 million plays, which is very concerning <laughs> considering it is the most popular song on here besides Jimmy Cook's. Um, Jimmy Cook's. Yeah, that's still the funniest name. Yeah, the funniest. I'll that one. I will give him that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh... For I guess those who don't know, uh, Drake was on a teen, <laughs> teen drama Canadian teen in drama. Canada, uh, called Degrassi: The Next Generation, where he played a kid in a wheelchair who played basketball, and his name was Jimmy Brooks. Yeah. So now he made Jimmy
1: that Cooks. Was Jimmy Cooks, because he's cooking up these hot jams <laughs> for your summer,
0: which apparently are really bad.
1: They are not summer jams. They are lying in bed and jamming your dreams.
0: That's awesome.
1: Um, yeah, people have been defending this record. Like, not a lot of people, but some of them are like, it's just a house record. Have you guys never listened to House? And it's like, this is not what that is. These are beats that sound like it because it comes from a producer who does this. And then Drake trying to do something over it. I don't know what he was plan was here. All these are like underwritten, not well performed. This feels like it was made like right after Certified Lover Boy as like a side project, but yeah. then like he forced it out for some reason. Yeah. Like, because this could be good. Like, if you give it more time and maybe if you get producers that'll be like a little bit more exciting to match you or at least give the tra- tracks a little bit of life. Like, Drake has made bangers upon bangers. There's no way he couldn't. With this style, um, but this is not good,
0: yeah, at all.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, this was so, it's 52 minutes, too, and it's that's it's too, too much. Long.
0: Yeah, it's
1: too much. Uh, oh, drink, yeah. take a break, not working for you,
0: yeah. Well, who knows? We might get uh it might get nominated for best rap album, like Certified Lover Boy did.
1: And then he backed out of it. And then he backed. Um, nah, I doubt it. I you don't feel think like so. this is a flop on release. Okay. Um our people are like, listen to it more times. People give Kendrick like a week before they form an opinion. Like Kendrick doesn't just <laughs> Yeah. You know, Kendrick doesn't just take a weird like House beat and then just go for five minutes on it and then call it a day.
0: No, Kendrick um, puts thought into everything he says. Well, oh, and it's more—it's
1: it. more unique too. Yeah. So it's like people have to adjust to like his different style because every style he does is different. Um, but yeah, this is this is a big flop. Uh, honestly, Nevermind is probably the best title for this thing because it's going to be skipped over in a discography, and honestly, that's just what it sounds like. It's not. Not something that uh, should have ever come out. I don't think. <laughs> like, <laughs> this should this should stay in the freaking vault for a while. There's no reason to put this out right now. This is not a summer album. Um, if you're looking for good uh, house like dance hip hop, IDK literally put out a, that this year uh, in May. It's like it's only 20 minutes, but it's so much better. It's got Kei li- on production, so it is just dance heavy. It's crazy. Um,
0: or listen to Porter Robinson's Nurture.
1: That's not at all what that is, but, yeah, do that still.
0: It's fun electronic music. CDM,
1: yeah. House usually isn't. Or house hip-hop, I should say. Oh, uh-huh. house hip. Yeah, house <laughs> hip. Uh, but yeah, IDK's is Simple is a, is a is a good example of how you do, like, a house rap album. Um and Kei is fantastic. I, I saw some people comparing this production to Kei and those, to those people, I feel like they haven't heard with their ears <laughs> things. It's, it's so different. Um, even Die Hard off of Mr. Morrell is better than every single song. Uh, honestly, never mind. And that's Kendrick's one like toe into like more house South African style. Um,
0: I like that goes art. over
1: so much better than honestly never mind <laughs> like the entire thing.
0: Um, well, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like some like European people are more open to it because I know House was big in the '90s over there. Um, but like, I, I there's no appeal here. Like, I I could see this album working with maybe a different person singing, rapping, but still it it doesn't feel done. It doesn't feel life. It, there's no life through this thing. It's just dead.
0: Maybe if Chance the Rapper made it. Oh.
1: Yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> um, Chance has to just, like, get back to what he's done before. He's, he's got to retrace his steps a little bit. Drake's got to... I don't know what Drake has to do at this point.
0: Um, stop making music.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know, like, Scorpion came out in 2018 and then he waited until last year to do Certified Lover Boy. but I think you need another break. Yeah. Although he's dropping Scary Hours 3, so.
0: Wait, he already announced something new? Yeah. Drake.
1: (laughs) Which, the Scary Hours 2, to be fair, is the best thing he's dropped in a while, so. Yeah. And Scary Hours 1 had God's plan on it, so.
0: That is pretty awesome
1: he does have a good track record when it comes to scary hours, but those are also like two song sets. Yeah. Usually. Um, but I don't know. I, this is genuinely like an artist where I don't know what to do with you right now. Like this seems, it's not like a, it's not even like a chance where you drop some good records and then like a flop. It's like, it's been mediocre, mediocre, bad. And then whatever this is. Yeah. So it's weird. Um, To add to the weirdness of things, uh, Logic dropped his best album this week.
0: (laughs) Wait, like, period? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: So, it's out, it's 30 tracks, um, it's only an hour and 11 for 30 tracks, so most of these are short, um which is good. I think it helps it a lot. It's got a very vintage feel, uh, kind of Jay Dilla mad lip esque where a lot of the songs are short, but the whole thing is kind of tied together through just like those snippets. Um, of just switching and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I feel like he, he found his groove finally. Uh, logic is a strange individual. I don't think anybody needs to know that. Um, you know, he started off hot, his, uh, Young Sinatra series with the mixtapes were all pretty good uh, in the early 2010s. Um, I enjoyed a lot of those. Uh, his first album, Under Pressure, was pretty good. Um, I don't think it's anything crazy, but it's still it's still a pretty good record. I think most people will agree. Um, and then he kind of just started plummeting a little bit. Uh, I think Confessions is the, the rock bottom of this, where it's just...
0: Awful. Yeah, but that was intentional.
1: Uh, yeah, apparently that was intentional, which I don't believe. Um, <laughs> but that—that's where we kind of saw the root of all of Logic's problems, and that he cannot take criticism, um, no. in any form. Confessions was literally him like trying to make this piece about how he's not going to let people get into his head online, like critiquing his music and stuff. Uh, and then that album turned out to be the most bitter, like self or like self-depreciating, like not good thing that he's ever done, um, aside supermarket, but I'm not going to count supermarket because it's a soundtrack for a book, <laughs> but it is really bad.
0: Which is the weirdest thing. It is a really soundtrack bad. for a book.
1: Yeah. And it's like a indie rock album. Um
0: yeah.
1: Oh. yeah. It's like not, not anything anybody should ever listen to. Um, but confessions is still like a mainstream like release from him. Uh, and it just, Really showcase that side of him who just cannot get out of social media, and what people say about him on the internet, um, and it's ugly, and not in the good way. Um, yeah. No pressure. Twenty Twenty was a good. That was his retirement album. Um, that yeah. was bringing it back to like his first record. It was pretty good. Um, not like insane or anything, but like you know, it was a good. It was a good outro. Mm-hmm. Um, but news flash he was retired for about six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. I, I if whatever he needs to do to figure out what he's doing. Um, but I think he's found it on this record. I think he's finally found, um, peace where there literally is no pressure on this one to do anything. Like this is his last record with Def Jam and then he's free.
0: Oh, um, okay.
1: Didn't overthink it. No big concept. No, none of that because he obviously can't do that. Um, across many records we've seen that um, but he's just taking it back he's doing these it's like a love letter to hip hop because this record is literally like a hip hop heads that can like just a hip hop fan that can rap so it turned out to be something like that where it's a lot of vintage hip hop sounds a lot of J Dilla influence Matt Lib influence there's like Beastie Boy samples and Tribe samples and Wu-Tang samples and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but, yeah, it, I, I think it's a very smooth experience, despite it being an hour and 11. Um, there's a lot of skits. I think there's, like, eight skits, but most of them are, like, little voicemail snippets from random people.
0: Um, are they as funny as these Nuts? They're not. Frick!
1: There's, like, a J.J. J. Abrams one and a Nardwar one, and there's an Anthony Fantano one. Wait, really? Um, yeah.
0: Did he actually call Logic?
1: Uh, yeah, he didn't know how it worked, so the most of it is like, do I just do I just say what <laughs> I'm gonna say right now, like in this voicemail, or do I have to actually call you and have you pick up the phone and then I'd say it, or like how does this work? So that was kind of okay. cute. Um, so yeah, a lot of them are just like uh, interlude things, but they, they they slice up the album. Well, I don't mind them. Um, but yeah, a lot of his best tracks are on here. I think he does best where he just like doesn't overthink things. He just goes. Um, and I'm not expecting anything, like, big lyrically from him. The only thing I request from Logic is the not recycle lines, and he doesn't do that.
0: Oh, so my doesn't. one
1: criteria is met. Um, That's great. But flows are pretty great. Um, he does get outclassed by features a lot. I think Blue absolutely murders him uh, well. on Orville. But Blue is just Logic if Logic had an upward, like, success rate. So, blue yeah. is like the master of logic style. So, <laughs> it's kind of hard to to match that. But Riza outraps him. Royce to five nine absolutely buries him. Um oh. AZ, Az, definitely goes over him as well.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: which I mean, Action Bronson does too. Actually, Action Bronson went insane. Um, not to say that logics verses were bad, but like you're just pulling in all the people that you're a fan of, and like they are absolutely washing you. But it's fine. I mean, this this feels like a, a full-on, like, mixtape, um, kind of, where there's just a whole bunch of ideas sprayed across. There's not anything, like, too cohesive about it. Um, but, I mean, he's putting the people on that he likes. Uh, he's getting all those done. This is, like, a great homage to the genre and what he likes the most from it. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a couple, of, like, cringe bars because it's logic. Uh and that's gotta happen. Unfortunately. But they're 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 not too crazy. Uh there's a couple crypto bars which are like never never wrapped up crypto ever. No. Um I think one was like uh my cryptocurrencies in the seven figures, but I feel like when he wrote that that's that's what it was. <laughs> now it's probably in like the four range, maybe three. Yeah. Um I think there's, like, one or two mumble rap lines, which is weird. There's an F-slur, which is weird. Um, I don't know why he decided to put
0: that in there, but, like... Like, okay. like a Kendrick F-slur or just using it?
1: He's just, like, people used to call me that. Oh. That's it. That was his justification. So, I'm like, Kendrick centered the whole track around it. This one's, like, you don't need to go that far to tell us that people made fun of you. Um, yeah. Which sucks because that song was really good. I, I really like the energy on, on that song. Um, but, you know, he, he, he took it to the vinyl days a little bit too far.
0: Oh. One of the two of old school on that one.
1: But, yeah, it's not like, uh, you know, it's not a big deal breaker. It's just weird that he decided to put that in there. Yeah, But, you know, that's whatever, I guess, Bobby. Um there's also a verse about how he used to hate Anthony Fantano and wanted to kill him, but now they're best friends, uh, which isn't exactly true.
0: <laughs> Why?
1: I don't know. Um, I know Fantano is like in a weird spot with that, where he's like, "Why did you do this?" Um, I, I think I get the point that he's making is like, "I've just I've finally made peace with like, oh, Fantano, actually, like we we have a relationship now." And he's like, "I don't hate you." because I give you negative reviews. Uh, I just, like, here's some very basic advice about how to deal with that. And then Logic's like, hey, that's really great. Um, Probably because he's had no interaction with critics ever, so he just thinks they're, like, out to get him
0: or something. I feel like Fantano is usually pretty constructive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he is. Um, And they've had, like, multiple interviews and stuff, and, like, he has a voicemail on this record and stuff. But the way he went about it was a little weird. I think he's taking Fantano and kind of blowing it up to, like, Critics in general um, Yeah probably Which is Interesting I mean it, I feel like I would have Cleared it with Anthony Before I did that Because it didn't Seem like that Happened um, But you know That's, that's hip hop So If he's unco- I think he is Uncomfortable about that But you know it's <laughs> <that's> fine um, <laughs> I mean like Hey if, if you get to put You know All these reviews out uh, With that I feel like You know A rapper calling you out A little bit Isn't the biggest deal No Yeah um, so, I don't know. I, I really enjoy this thing. Um, I think, uh, so he put on, like, a new artist, uh, Nezi Momodu from, I think she's Nigerian. Uh, she is insane. I don't know who this person is, but, like, he dedicated a whole track to, like, here's my influence being used on a newer artist. Check this person out. And then she just spazes. Um <laughs> So, that was really fantastic. Uh, so, I, I'm definitely looking forward to what she does, uh, or I don't know if she has, she doesn't have, she has an album from 2018, but not too much stuff here, um, but yeah, that verse was really great, but overall, I, this thing's pretty good. Um, I'm surprised there wasn't anything that, like, threw me off about it too much. Um, there's, of course, a little bit of road bumps, but, like, you know, he feels like he's comfortable in his own making a record again, That's which good. is not something he hasn't felt since probably uh one was an incredible true story that was probably like 2016 2015. Okay, yeah, 2015, I would say well, okay, which is a long time ago. Um, yeah, I feel like he was in uh defend myself from critics and damage control mode for a good like six years. Um, yeah, so now that he's retired and he's independent, uh, I feel like he's gonna be making stuff that he just wants to make now, whenever. Um, I think he does the best when he, he does have no pressure against him and it's just kind of like you yeah. know here's some music because this stuff turned out great um, so good job post retirement album <laughs> very good or non retirement album coming out of retirement album maybe I don't know leaving Def Jam and starting a new independent journey album
0: not fun it's weird
1: um, but yeah Good job. I, I was not expecting this. Like, if, like when he first heard out, it was like 30 tracks. I'm like, oh, no. Like, yeah. the last big Logic project was okay, but the one before that was, like, so bad. And I'm like, this is going to be <laughs> interesting. But people are digging this one, and I, I, think, it's, I think it's the best Logic album, probably. Um, I think Under Pressure, nostalgia-wise, would take it, but... I feel like if I re-listen to that album, I wouldn't like it as much as this one, just because. Under Pressure is a—I'll call it the gateway to hip hop album because it does everything other artists do, but slightly more toned down and basic. Um, so anyone that has never listened to hip hop before, and I feel like Under Pressure is a good starting point. Um, it, it gives you the the basics of the genre without being too heady or over the top or anything. Mm-hmm. But. A good record still, um, but good job, Bobby Boy. You made a good one. <laughs> you did it. So
0: cool. What a what a big uh, surprise! A Drake record turned out to be really bad, and a Logic album turned out to be really good. Yeah,
1: that's right? a weird twist. And Chance the Rapper has the best song of the week for me. That's right. <laughs> like, what is happening?
0: This is some weird. We're in the the alternate dimension. We
1: are in timeline. a multiverse world. We have been transported
0: somehow. Yes. Um, It's the Berenstein Bears, not the Berenstain Bears. What?
1: I always thought there was an I in
0: it. I thought that Nelson Mandela died in prison. (laughs) (laughs) Even though he's famous for getting out of prison and ending apartheid.
1: That was fake. That's Um, fake. (laughs) Mandela, baby. But that was the big stuff this week. Um, I did listen to more Swans, and I've listened to a Duster album. But we'll talk about that next week. Uh, we, just because I don't expect it to be as crazy so I can talk okay. about those things without yeah. spewing too much stuff at you.
0: We probably won't have another Drake record for you guys.
1: I would assume not.
0: But um, we do never know. He could surprise us again.
1: Yeah, maybe he's like going to keep releasing things until something clicks. And people like it.
0: Yeah. He just he finished his right. ambient record with Brian Eno production. That'd be kind of sick. Yeah, I would probably listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> then, his like, if he's asleep at the wheel, then it would be fine.
1: Then it's better. Yeah. Because that's how it's supposed to go. Yeah. Um,
0: Maybe you should just do that.
1: That would be cool. I'd be down. I feel like there's something coming out next week that just... Uh, Got announced. Oh, Beyonce is coming in oh, July, yeah.
0: by the way. Yeah, I saw that. Um, People are very excited.
1: Yeah, so I'm interested in that. It seems like it's Act One is in July, so yeah. I think there's going to be two or three
0: acts probably.
1: Um, but, oh, Soccer Mommy, new album comes up
0: next week. What? I would be interested to, to listen to that.
1: Yeah. Um, I really liked Color Theory. I've heard. What are the singles on this thing? I haven't heard any singles on this thing, actually. I might have heard one in passing, and I thought it was weird. But I haven't <laughs> okay. heard any of them. Like, sat down and listened to them. Uh, I feel like there's a producer on this that is an interesting pick here. Um, but I'm not seeing any producer lists or anything.
0: Oh, I forgot but you I made like... that Wii song with KKB.
1: Yeah. I feel like Flume was involved, maybe. Maybe it was Flume. I feel like there was some kind of electronic producer involved in one of these songs, but I could be crazy. Um, but that's next week. I don't know if she just announced that, because I just saw it today. Like, I don't know if it was just announced, but I saw, like, the vinyl pre-order go up. Oh, um,
0: But I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. We'll see. Soccer Mommy has... Is it Sometimes Forever? Is that the new one? Yes. Yeah. Teamed up with producer Daniel Lopatin. Oh, that's not the person I was thinking I don't know. Uh, oh, 10 Tricks Point Never.
1: Ah, that's who it is. Yeah.
0: That's his name. I don't know why okay. it, why it, well, <laughs> I don't know why Google said Daniel LaPayton and not yeah, one tricks
1: point. Like, never. Everybody knows him as one of tricks point. Yeah. That'll be interesting.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm interested. I love I Dawn work. FM.
1: I mean, she does indie rock, so I have no idea what this is going to sound like then. So uh, be, I'm in. It's pretty fun. Um, so we might do a reaction to that. They do.
0: I don't even care about talking about Kendrick. Let's just keep making just, videos. We'll
1: keep pushing him back. It's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll keep pushing him back.
0: Okay. Well, I think that's I think that's everything now. So, if you guys like King Gizzard, you should check out our main channel where we did a yeah, reaction. Have yeah, Butterfly out I right now. Do we? It actually came out yesterday.
1: Oh yeah, sorry. It's out, though.
0: It is out. Um, yeah, I'm really proud of this one. I did a woo counter. You did do a woo counter. So, there's 11 woos. That's a lot. That's a lot.
1: I thought. I guess he does do it, like, three times in a row on one of those songs.
0: Yeah. I think um, I was a little worried, because I did it in, like, the first, like, three or four songs, and I only had two. I'm like, oh, no, is this going to be all for nothing and then there's like one song where there's like five i'm like oh okay mm. now it looks like worthwhile that no, it's a no. complete counter yeah it would have been weird if i ended the video with like four it's like then yeah. why did i even do it <laughs> <laughs>
1: but. but yeah we'll have king gizzard out right now right uh, now. next week we're gonna do part one of our uh summer song series yeah so look forward to that um Then I guess three more King Gizzard reactions once those come.
0: Eventually, yeah. Sometimes not know what they are, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I guess we'll have to see what they are. If they're if they're a thrash metal one, I don't want to listen to that.
1: I don't know if I see them going into that. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. They could do anything. So
0: yeah, I guess we'll we'll see.
1: see. Yeah, lots of stuff coming.
0: Yeah. Uh, next week, next week I'll be talking about Obi Wan Kenobi because it'll be over. Nice. Just so you know, just just so you guys can can uh, skip ahead, a certain amount of times if you're not into it, or if you just want to skip this next week's podcast because you hate Star Wars and you and McGregor, and you hate when I talk about Star Wars, then you can do it. Uh, as of right now, the show's been pretty good. Season uh, episode four was pretty weak, but episode five was pretty cheating epic so we'll see if it sticks the landing i'm almost expecting it not to but that's okay but we'll we'll save that for next week um and we'll also be talking about the wire season six so that's fun six what also as as we're talking right now there was a salt teaser released um I didn't watch I it saw reaction <laughs> now it's just like it's like a picture of uh the the meth lab that's being built, and it oh. just says, now, what are we going to do with you? The last episode's July eleventh so Gale Archid coming probably <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll be talking about that later, but for now, I have to go uh ride a steamboat. To wash my car. To wash my car. It's 5 million degrees outside, but my car's dirty and it needs a bath. It's got to be washed. That's right. People don't bathe their cars enough. I find that that. People don't true. bathe enough. Well, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, so...